Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, we've got tons of listeners today, tons of viewers today. We're glad to have you with us. We're expanding overseas. Hey, look, if you missed last week's episode, we had Paulina Reichikoff. She's the lead economist from Sunday.com. She was here to educate people on all things real estate. What happened in 2021? What happened in 2022? What you can expect here for the remainder of the year? You can always go to savingwithsteve.us website to look for episode 73, which is the Pauline episode, which from last week, you want to check it out. It'll make a big difference if you're interested in buying and selling real estate. Now this week, hey, it's in time to pack those bags to sort through the bucket list of dream vacations because they nearly half of Americans are ready to hit the road this year. According to a recent Value Penguin survey, Americans are planning to spend big on travel and many will be keeping their eyes peeled for travel rewards, credit cards to help offset some of those costs. We have Sophia Mendel from Travel Penguin. She's a world traveler. She's an expert in uh, credit card rewards and travel rewards. So stick around for that. But first, I'm going to be walking you through the new legislation that just passed the House. Uh, It's called the Securing a Strong Retirement Act. Now, a lot of people are referring to it as the Secure Act 2, which came in in 2019. And they're looking at making some changes. Now, I'm not going to go over all the political stuff, but I will say this. The vote was 414 to 5. That means it's a bipartisan Republican Democrat. They're both looking to secure everybody's retirement. And here's some of the things they're talking about so I could tell you about what it really means to you. Now, the first swing is this. If you're an employer and have 10 or fewer employees, okay, or your business has been in business for less than three years, you're excluded from this next one. But if you have 10 or more employees and been in business for more than three years, they, you know what? They're looking at having their employers require employees to automatically enroll their employees in a 401k plan with the employee saving 3% of their incre- uh, income each year and have that increase by 3% until 10% of their pay. Now, this is really designed to get people to save so they can have a retirement. Next, catch up contributions. You know, if you're 50 or older, okay. You can make contributions on top of the $20,500 you can add to a 401k. You can add $6,000 now. And, uh, and then for those who, are, who qualify in 2022, you an extra $6,500. But with the, both the House and the Senate, their bills are aimed at adding $10,000 as a catch-up contributions for people of 62, 63, 64 in 2024. 
And if you're in a simple IRA or a simple plan, it'll allow you to contribute 5,000 instead of three, which is big. Now, some plans would just like that if you're over the age of 60, you can add an extra 10,000. This is wonderful for people who are looking to catch up or late savers. So there's an opportunity here. Now, next, the required minimum distributions. We all know that people are working longer. Secure Act 2019 said, hey, we moved this required minimum distribution from the age of 70 and a half to 72. The new legislation would put the required minimum distribution not starting till age 73, beginning in 2023, 74 in 2030, and 75 in 2023. On top of that, for individuals who have less than $100,000 in aggregate requirement savings, guess what? They won't have to take a required minimum distribution. And if you forget to take it, right now there's a 50% penalty. And if it gets voted in, there will only be a 25% penalty. On top of that, there's things like they, they see the the benefit of an annuity, and it's done through what's called a qualified longevity annuity contract or affectionately known as a QLAP. Once you've purchased an annuity, you can specify when you want the income to start. Now, right now, the limits are $135,000 or 25% of your value of your retirement account, whichever's less, but both of the bills would cap the uh, would remove the 25% cap and the measure would also increase the max amount owed or allowed into QLAC of $200,000. Now, here's the thing that you want to know. Yes, this is passed the House. It has to pass the Senate, and President Biden's got to sign off it. But when you have both sides of the fence saying, yeah, this is something we're going to do, it's really about a matter of them working out the language. You can see something that should come before the end of the year, and by golly, folks, it could make a big difference in your life because this is really about the title. And that title of the bill is not Secure Act 2, but the title of that bill is the Retirement Security, uh, Securing a Strong Retirement Act. It's called a Securing a Strong Retirement Act. So that's a biggie. Now, look, if you want to stick with us, we're going to be right back. We have Sophia Mendel of Value Penguins. She's got some great information for you, especially if you're looking to travel. We're going to unpack the survey from Value Penguin and a whole lot more. So stick with us. We're going to be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. 
Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show again, where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Pretty much everything under the sun relates to you having a happier, healthy relationship with money. First of all, I want to thank Sophia Mendel for joining us today. She's a credit card and travel rewards writer, travel expert with Value Penguin, where she reviews the top credit cards, travel reward programs to make them more digestible for consumers like us today. Her, uh, her induction into the points and miles have completely re- revolutionized the way she travels. She's an expert in the travel space, having visited over 40 countries and lived in five. Her work has been featured on Value Penguin, Lonely Planet, Hostile World, Boots and All, Transition Abroad. She documents her worldwide travels on her blog, The Unbounded Traveler. So, hey, if you want to check out her blog, go to The Unbounded Traveler. I know people love checking out blogs, especially when it comes to travel and all the little tips. Sophia, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm really, really glad. Now, you know what? One of the big things about our guests, everybody likes to know, how did you get into loving to travel, you know, when you've been to 40 countries and travel and you're writing, you kind of got to be a little bit of a travel nerd. So how did that be? How did that all come about? Yeah, no, I'm a total travel nerd, complete. I, I honestly, I mean, it's a pretty basic way to start out, but I fell in love with travel after a semester studying abroad in Madrid, Spain. Um, And then I stayed on afterwards and I traveled around to almost the rest of the countries in Europe, not quite all of them, but uh, many of them. (laughs) And I just, I couldn't stop after that. After college, I then moved to Argentina for a while and then back to the States. And I've just been bopping around and doing my thing. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. I think that's great. Um, You know what? My, My experience with travel is I had to go travel for work and Europe and the Pacific Rim. Uh, and the, the cool thing I liked about it, even though I work was the fact that I was actually get to know the people because I was there from yeah. anywhere from one month to three or four months and sometimes Definitely. six or eight. But I mean, you really got to know people and understand how they yeah. live and the way they think and how crazy people think other countries are just because of their <laughs> own perspective. Uh, so yeah. it just was really interesting. So Absolutely. today I'd like to talk about Travel Penguin survey and, you know, the big headline for that survey, it says, you know what, you have nearly half of travelers have been, got all this pent up demand to go travel because of the last couple of years. So, you know, kind of walk us through what's going on there. What are people looking at? What should people be doing with they're looking at traveling? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely, I think it's probably pretty unsurprising to hear that more people are ready to travel after an almost two year hiatus during COVID-19. So, um, I mean, I, I would say these findings are super optimistic and maybe not particularly shocking, um, for, especially for people that have been, you know, itching to get out there and travel, but it's been impossible. So, um, yeah, I would recommend anybody looking towards travel this year to for sure. Step one is open a travel rewards card. Um, you can just get so untold amounts of value from opening a travel rewards card. You know what? I I just saw this the other day, um, Southwest, you know, you get those little emails. They'll say, Hey, open up this card. We'll give you 50,000 points. Right. And then when you take a look at what 50,000 points will get you, that could be seven, eight trips. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Or one major trip, you know, overseas. It really depends on, you know, what your travel goals are. But for sure, that's super useful. So when you're looking at the the travel rewards, what are the typically the best cards to look at? You know, I would say 
I can tell you what the best travel cards are overall. What are the most popular cards, um, which would just be off the top of my head, Chase Sapphire uh, Preferred, Chase Sapphire Reserve. I like the Platinum card from American Express. Um, Those are three really good ones for travel, but you will have to have kind of a a high credit score in order to be approved. So if you're going to apply for a travel rewards card, definitely a tip is to make sure you check your own credit score before applying so that you're, you know, not caught off guard if you don't get approved. So basically what you're saying is those are the higher end cards, which usually the higher limits. So they want to give those people the uh, rewards. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, good, good, good. Now, um, let's see. So what are the big, do, do you have the, the, the survey unpacked? What are the places that people want to go see? You know what? We didn't talk about that too much in the survey, but I would imagine that um, people are now thinking of traveling internationally. And actually, there, actually, I do have some stats on that for you. <laughs> I, um I found that a, a fourth of Gen Z and millennials are planning to take that big bucket list trip this year, while a third of travelers that make over $100,000 a year are planning to take international trips. But um, so that's kind of an interesting finding. People are ready. They're ready to spend money. They're ready to take a big trip, you know, do the trips that they've been waiting to take for a couple of years now. Um, so that's it's finally happening. <laughs> Yeah, you know what the interesting part is? I have a niece that was supposed to get married in 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because of COVID, they're getting married next month. <laughs> so yeah. we postponed it twice. So yeah, I could see that too. One of the big questions is, is you, you've traveled around the world. Um, what is the best advice you can give somebody for looking to travel around the world, especially in these times? Um, I would say... Well, if you had asked me two years ago, my advice would probably be different than what it is now. But right Mm -hmm. now, I would say the absolute most important thing you can do is check the COVID restrictions. Know what you need before you go internationally and even domestically. I mean, uh, I know some states in the U.S. are requiring, um, gosh, we're not calling it green passes, but they're just uh, requiring that you show your vaccination status or negative COVID test in order to go to places like movie theaters, restaurants, stuff like that. And abroad, I know that that's definitely a thing, especially I'm planning a trip to Italy next month. So (laughs) I've been looking into that and um, yeah, they require the green pass or the uh, COVID vaccination card everywhere you go. So that's super important. And I would say, yeah, check the requirements for entry, check the requirements for entry, re-entry back into the U.S., um, that's going to be number one. <laughs> when you talk about a green pass, I know in the United States, we have those cards that are from the CDC. Uh, is there a, a universal card that people should have? Um, like for example, in, you know what, we put our information in to, uh, here in California into a little electronic card that we can show when we go to, um, you know, a play or something like that. Is it right. something similar when you're traveling overseas? You know what? I really wish it was. (laughs) And in fact, I wish that they had something like that for this country, because I know that it it varies state by state. Um, Some states have apps, but if you're from out of state, you might not have access to that app. Um, And I think that's kind of the same thing. For example, the Green Pass in Italy, I've been doing a little bit of reading on this, and it doesn't look like 
um, if you're from the U.S., you're able to use the green pass that they're using over there. Don't quote me on that. I'm not positive, mm-hmm. but I think that that's the case. So what they're saying is that if you're from the United States, you can use your regular COVID, uh, you know, government issued COVID vaccine card. And that will work in place of, you know, using the app or something. Would it be great if they would get a worldwide universal app or at least a United States wide app? Absolutely. (laughs) But but so far, I haven't seen or heard anything uh, like that. Okay, great. Hey, look, we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills and uh, be right back. So stick with us. We have more Sophia Mendel. She's talking about travel, credit card rewards and more. We'll be right back in just a few moments here on Saving with Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Pretty much everything under the sun relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship. Now, I want to thank you for joining us, sharing us with your friends and family. And you know what? All the replays are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful insight and information, hey, check us out on our YouTube channel, Spotify or Google Play. I'd like to have you check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio in New York City. All these networkers are, are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal and financial freedom. Now, if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you can go to Saving with Steve Sexton. You can get insider gifts. You can get guest gifts. You can view all the replays. Again, that's savingwithsteve.us. Now back with Sophia Mendel. Hey, we'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, what we were talking about having, number one thing is to have that green card if you're, you're European or that CDC card if you're United States. After that, what's the most important thing people should be looking at when they're looking to travel overseas? That is a really good question, Steve. I would say, um, I would say plan your route. I I like to plan. So I'm a big planner. I would say know where you're going, know how to get from place to place. Look at the most uh, economical way to get from place to place, whether that's say you're going to Europe trains or maybe it's uh, cheap flights. Or if you're not on a budget, just, you know, if you're not on a budget and you're not uh, concerned with time constraints, maybe rent a car, uh, maybe hire a private car anything, you know, stuff like that is good. I like to say, if you're going somewhere more, a little bit more off the beaten path, um, 
check if you can drink the water is a big one that's burned me a couple of times. Um, check to see, you know, is the street food something that is, uh, is something that you can comfortably eat and not get sick from travel illness is a big thing for me. <laughs> well, I think that's big for everybody. Cause even though, you know what, um, I had the deep fried, um, <laughs> spiders and stuff like that in other countries, oh which God. seem gross to people, but they actually taste like, you know, um, candy pecans, uh, with, a, <laughs> with an almond filling. Uh, but, uh, I also seen people eat stuff and the next day. They were in really tough shape. Yep. So I, I agree with that one. And also the drink, the water stuff is very, very big. I was in certain parts of South Africa while I was working there and I just decided to drink out of a fountain and it wasn't, uh, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I lost, <laughs> lost a lot of unwanted weight in the next five days. So yep, uh, it's, it's one of those things where regardless of how great your constitution is, it's important to do those <laughs> things. Now, um, that's really important. So the next thing is this. We've seen a big rise in remote work, and obviously it makes it easier to get away. But you know what? What should people be thinking about? If they are, you know, what considering, you know, getting away, doing remote work, what do they need to be concerned about, you know, self-service, you know, whatever the case may be? Yeah, definitely. I mean, actually, uh, according to our survey, we found that about uh, 40% of Gen Z and millennials are actually planning to take uh, to work remotely on at least one of their trips. And 30% of all Americans are planning, which is to do that. So that's a huge, huge amount. I mean, definitely up from what it would have been before COVID. So yeah, these tips will be uh, useful. I would imagine. I would say check the time zone where you're, where you're headed, make sure that it aligns appropriately with your work schedule. Um, figure out with your employer, how you can make that work. If there's a time difference, even for me, I'm, I'm heading to uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil to, uh, work and check it out. And I'm going to do the digital nomad thing. So I, it's only two hours ahead of the time zone that I'm usually in, but it totally adjusts my work schedule. So I have to uh, account for that. Um, I would say, make sure that you are going to work in a place that has appropriate Wi-Fi connection. Um, that's going to be open and quiet during when you need to work. Um, and definitely set boundaries because if you're going to a new place and you want to work remotely, you want to make sure you have enough time to enjoy yourself while you're there, enjoy while you want to enjoy and work when you need to work. So for me, that's the hardest thing to figure out how to set those types of boundaries. Now, what about, you know, the Airbnbs and places like that overseas? How does that work? Is it different than what we, you know, experiencing over here or is it just the same? What do you have to watch out for? Um, as far as renting an Airbnb, you mean? Yep. Yep. Gosh, you know, in my experience, it's been, it's similar. Renting an Airbnb in the U.S. Uh, and renting an Airbnb abroad is really similar. It can get tricky, as you mentioned before, with like cell service and things like that. Um, if your phone isn't working, a lot of times you need to connect with your host once you're in the destination. Um, I know kind of a relatively new thing is a lot of uh, cell phone um, providers like AT&T, you can do just like turn on your data for $10 a day and then use your phone normally. And so that might be worth it if you're doing a, an Airbnb or a VRBO type situation. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Now, when it comes to the actual travel plans in your overseas, are there basic or um, what are the best websites or locations to go to get the best airline uh, ticket prices? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> I, <laughs> Sounds I, like you've done that before. <laughs> I have done that a time or two. <laughs> I, um, Google Flights is by and large my go-to. I feel that Google Flights has um, the most resources. It's super useful to use. Uh, it has like a lot of elements that you can use to find. If you're not sure where you want to go, it has kind of a map with flight prices. If you're flexible on your dates, it has um, a map with, you know, when's the cheapest date or when's, you know, when is it going to be more expensive? Um, the only thing I will say about using Google flights is that some airlines are not, uh, on Google flights. For example, uh, Southwest, you have to go to their website specifically, um, off the top of my head, I can't think of which other airlines are not included on Google flights, but for the most part, it, it covers a lot of, uh, you know, most of what you'd need. Okay. Um, and, uh, that's, that's great. That's good to know. Now, uh, when it comes to, you know, renting cars and things like that, um, I, I mean, is it, you, you can go to enterprise, uh, Alamo, and obviously there's different carriers when you're going overseas. Um, uh, but is it, is there things to look out for when renting vehicles? Is there insurance is an issue? Um, yeah, I um, I can actually speak to this personally. My boyfriend and I just went to AAA the other day to get our international driver's permits because we're yeah. planning on renting a car in Italy. Um, and I would have never expected that you'd need that. But I read, you know, a, somebody else's travel blog online that said, do not rent a car unless you have your international driver's permits because you might need... Um, you might need that in addition to the insurance or there can be big fines or you can run into all sorts of issues. So that's not, you know, that's not a blanket statement for all countries. I don't know if every place requires something like that. Definitely Italy does. And I would imagine other places in Europe do too. So how much does it cost you to get a, a international uh, driver's permit at AAA? It was like 20 bucks. It was so cheap. <laughs> yeah, It's worth the 20 bucks. You know what? I, I actually can... <laughs> Um, vouch for that because when I worked overseas, which is like eight years straight, um, yeah. I always had a um, international. I thought it was a national driver's license, but it's an international driver's permit. Yeah. And for that twenty dollars, um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'll say this: um, if you don't have what the country requires, um, you're looked on as like a scuff law. So you could be the <laughs> one that could be responsible for an accident, even though you might not have been in fault just right. because you're a foreigner without the right documents. So, you know, and not right. to scare everybody, but I've, <laughs> it, I've had conversations with many people that have had issues with that. So good call. Yeah. <laughs> great, great, great piece of advice. Um, let's see. Last but not least, what's the most favorite place you've traveled to? Oh, don't ask me that. That's the hardest question. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. Um, the favorite I would say, I would say maybe India. I mean, it was so fascinating. It was like the craziest, most different place that I've ever been. And I've been, I've been to every continent, I think, except for Antarctica, but it is on my list. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I mean, India is just, it's loud, it's colorful, it's interesting. It's got great culture, nice people, 
really good food, but you have to be careful <laughs> about, yeah. about what you eat and drink there for sure. But yeah, no, India is great. South America obviously has a lot of, uh, a lot of its own character and, and culture. I'm not sure if that's obvious to everyone, but it's, uh, well, you know, I, every, every, I'll say this. I've, I've, I've sat with people in many airports and talked to them. Some people love places. Some people hate places. Right. It all depends on perspective. Yeah. My favorite part was South Africa going on a safari. Never yeah. forget it. Every time I talk about it, it's been 20 plus years. I still get goosebumps. <laughs> so it's just the perspective of what you get to see and what you've experienced. Yeah. Um, so uh, Sophia, I want to thank you for being on the show. I want to thank you for imparting your wisdom and your knowledge from your travel as well as with the credit card rewards. It means a lot to our viewers. Uh, and you know what? Sometime in the future, we'd love to have you back, talk a little bit about more, a little bit about travel, some rewards as well as some of the cool places you've been. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Everybody, this is Sophia Mandel with Value Penguin. Uh, hey, you know what? You probably want to check out her blog called Unbounded Traveler. Is that right? Yeah, The Unbounded Traveler. The Unbounded Traveler. Check <laughs> it out. I think that'd be pretty cool. She would probably love to um, communicate with you. With that, hey, you know what? Next week, we have uh, uh, Felix uh, Skipkew. He's a cryptocurrency expert out of the Chicago, Illinois area. And for all you cryptocurrency people, you want to stick around for that. So look, look forward to seeing you all next week. Thanks for being with us this week right here on Saving with Steve. Be safe, be healthy. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.